Welcome back to season two of the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced running physiotherapist, coach, and marathoner. This season will involve open discussions with my running colleagues about the key principles behind injury-free running and optimal performance. It'll be backed by personal experience, science, and history. I can only hope some of these chats inspire curiosity and expand or confirm perspectives and beliefs amongst the running community. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Today I'm very fortunate to be chatting to two athletes that have gone over to US College in America, uh, Dylan and Ethan. And I remember when they went off to college three years ago, um, just briefly sort of having a little bit to do with their running for six months uh, in the transition phase from their long-term coach, Bron Luizio, uh, for eight years and, and as they were gearing up to go over to America. And it's an absolute pleasure to catch up with them now, uh, three years later, uh, to debrief and, and have a chat and see how the experience went. Uh, so welcome to the show, Ethan and Dylan. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Nice. Um, for listeners, I want um, both of you to uh, kind of introduce yourselves and uh, uh, give a bit of an insight to your background. Um, Dylan, I'll get you to go first. Uh, yeah, well, my name is Dylan Burrows and... Uh, well, I'm studying over at Oklahoma Christian uh, College in America. It's a D2 university. And uh, I guess I was running like 400 hurdles before I went over there. But now I'm more middle distance than 8, 15. And uh, yeah, it's been going pretty well. What about you, Ethan? <laughs> um, yeah, obviously my name's Ethan. Um, also go to uh, Oklahoma Christian with Dylan over in America. Um, yeah, I guess similar to Dylan now, pretty much a middle distance runner. Um, I guess was running, you know, 5Ks and, and 3Ks when I was back in Australia here, but had a couple of injuries, so sort of gone down a bit. But yeah, I guess pretty much similar to Dylan now, middle distance and a bit of cross country here and there. So, yeah. Before, like, I know a lot of people would be interested in how you actually um, got the spot to go to college. Like, how did that actually eventuate? Um, well, it was basically Ethan's doing. I yeah. kind of just tagged along. <laughs> <laughs> How did it eventuate, Ethan? Um, I guess our coach, well, our coach uh, at university, um, just sort of emailed me initially. Um, I guess he was one of the few, well, I wouldn't say few, but one of the, just like couple of coaches that emailed, emailed me first. Um, I guess most of the other coaches I was talking to, um, around that sort of similar time, I would have to you know, email first, which is I guess yep. Yep. What most people from Australia, especially international international athletes in America, um, I guess often have to just like email coaches first and get in touch with them and make sure, I guess they are, uh, they're aware that you want to go to America, so. Yep. So th- this coach, he reached out, um, how did he find out about you? Um, I guess, the first email I got from him was probably, 
after I won all schools in year 12, in the 800, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, you might have just seen my um, results online and I was also kind of working with an, um, a sort of college agency at the time that was just like posting um, my results at the time. So I guess he could have seen it, my result on there or I guess been looking. Yep. Um, just been looking at some school results as such because yeah that's good to hear because um it's always fascinating to uh hear how it actually happened and you know it sounds like um a lot of the athletes here have to do a lot of groundwork themselves and um so obviously you always wanted to go to college like what was the draw card and like why why were you fascinated with going that direction like it's a big move um and you know obviously like go to a country that you've never been to before you, you move your life over there like obviously it would have been a bit daunting but what was the draw card Ethan? Well, um, yeah. Yeah. um well yeah i guess it's just uh i was just looking at sort of sort of looking athletes who i trained with i guess a bit before bron and older athletes that were you know like three four years older than me that i'd i guess run with a bit just seeing sort of the way that they I guess moved from like being a high school runner to like the opens here and whatnot and it's just sort of uh that transition i don't think is very very smooth in australia per se um yep. if you want to go to university i guess um obviously there's a lot of good you know juniors here or guys that are just in the opens moved into the opens here now but uh i think it's hard just trying to stay on top of you know, university and studies here or, you know, working a trade and whatnot um, and being able to run, um, I guess, at a somewhat of a professional, like, le level or standard. Um, so I was never really interested in, you know, staying here for university if I was going to, or working here if I was going to keep running. I was more uh, looking at places where I could go, where I could focus on running and have everything else sort of come, like, yeah. It's just a bit of taking up spare time, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. And Dylan? Uh, yeah, I really didn't, like, decide I was going to college until after I'd already finished high school. Like, Ethan was a year younger than me. So yep. I finished high school and I was in, I got into, like, an exercise science course at, I don't know, Vic Uni or something. I can't even remember now. But uh, yeah. I deferred it for a year because I was like, well, I don't even know I really want to do this and it's a lot of money and I kind of hated studying. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just train for a year and see like, see what happens. And Ethan like started getting all these offers coming in for college. Yep. And I was like big scholarships where I was like, well, I'm not going to have to pay for anything. I was like, well, I'm on the same level. So yeah, I may as well like reach out and see since I had nothing really going on in Australia. Yep. And uh, I, I basically like emailed every single D1 college like on the roster and like every college I could find, I just looked at their like, uh, I guess, coaching like website. Yep. Found the coach's email and just like made up like a mass email kind of thing and uh, just changed the coach's name and every single one <laughs> and sent it off. And yep. uh, I was like trying to, I wanted to go to like a D1 college really. I yep. was trying, that's what I was trying to do. But I was like a second or like 
two seconds off in the eight, like they said, no, nah, we don't give out like full scholarships unless you're running like under 150 or like 400 hurdles unless you're running like under 52 or something. Yeah. So I was like tossing up, but like if I go or stay here. And then Ethan was getting these like offers from D2 schools. I was like, well, I may as well like look it up and like see. And uh, the schools looked pretty good and they've had like really good guys come through. So I kind of just like emailed the coach after Ethan already committed and said like, hey, this is what I run. Like, I want to come over as well. And I trained with Ethan and he's like, right, yeah, you can come over and gave me a scholarship to come over too. Do you reckon it helped uh, going over together? Um, and yeah, get, I'd love to hear an insight of like how that first day, first week, first month, first six months were. Like surely there would have been a bit of culture shock and and like, yeah, how was it sort of getting getting used to it over there? Were there ever moments where you're like, oh, geez, what have I done? Or um, yeah, how was it having Dylan over there, Ethan? Um, but then also how was the transition um, yeah, into college over there? Um, yeah, I think both would say both of us would say it was pretty. Uh, I guess good that we both had each other. Sort of more to start off with. I uh, I guess yeah. that first week, yeah, those first right. couple of days there was just like <laughs> we were just like fending for ourselves. Like we yeah. didn't eat for like three days. Oh really? At our apartment or oh we got there dorm. before school had even started and, and uh, yeah. like we didn't have cars or anything. So <laughs> when we didn't know anybody except for the coach and coach is like well school doesn't start for three days so the international like lady that's meant to pick us up from the airport was meant to kind of get us sorted and uh she just dropped us off at our dorm and then we never saw her again <laughs> <laughs> so the first few days were rough yeah and then we went to our first like training day like uh -huh. a saturday morning long run on the second day we we're there or something and like we woke i was a dead awake at four in the morning we got there at like 12 at night and uh like maybe slept two hours or something there's like a big wasp nest out the side of our uh, dorm we had wasps coming in all night <laughs> in our apartment <laughs> so it was hard to actually get any sleep and then oh, yeah. i absolutely died i think i did 20 minutes of jogging and got <laughs> dropped and walked back <laughs> and that was that was my first day it was like yeah it's gonna be really really rough couple of months getting fit again <laughs> yeah, it's a big, uh, I guess the climate over there is a bit different. It's either, yeah. you know, we came from winter where our winter's like, I mean, everyone here complains, but it's <laughs> the nicest weather we have pretty much all year round. It's either, yeah, you know, it's really we, nice over we, we got there, it was like, our first run there was like, ran at 6am and it was still like 35 degrees Celsius and oh, well, 100% humidity. humidity. So you're okay. like just dripping sweat after, yeah. you know, five minutes. Yeah. As soon as summer finishes, there's no like in between. It just goes like thirty degrees one day, and then it's like negative ten the next day. And it's just like <laughs> so it's freezing. Six months of just freezing, or six yeah. months of just snow, scorching. Yeah, yeah. snow. Yeah. Negative, yeah. negative twenty at the coldest. Yeah, negative twenty, negative thirty. Uh, wind chills. It's like, like fifty k an hour. It's like Melbourne weather on steroids. Is what it is. <laughs> Melbourne's really nice compared <laughs> to Oklahoma. Yeah, far. That is such an extreme. Yeah. And what about the, the group that you um, joined and, and the college? Like, how was the setup with the coaching and, and the team that you, you joined into? Like, um, and how was training different that first um, year or two as you got, got, in, got used to it? 
Mm. Um, I guess the sort of coaching setup in the team, um, I'd say it's probably similar to what we had with Bron sort of thing. Yep. Um, I guess we had a really big uh, class. So we had about eight eight guys come in. Uh, all in freshman year. International or? No. Yeah. Just us. Or I guess us two in a Kenyan and the rest were American. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we had, a, I guess, a big group. All distance. Sort of, all distance, all distance guys. Yeah. yeah. Like seven freshmen coming out at the same time. Yeah. We had like a big group that was sort of like, you know, our same age. Uh, which I thought was, I guess, similar to what we had with Bron. I guess we had like, yeah, a big group of you know me, Dylan, Jess, Eno, um, Dan, Ned, and all that. That was sort of the same age. Then we had, um, obviously like Justin and James Longley who were a bit younger, and then a couple of the, you know, younger Peninsula, or grade sevens and whatnot. So, yep. Um, in terms of that, the sort of dynamic was pretty similar to what, yeah, we were used to. Yep. Yeah. And then what about the training? Um, like, was it much of a change in terms of... Because I can imagine that was that's always a, a you know, a bit of a gamble where you, you go from a system of training that you're kind of used to and then you're sort of thrown amongst this other type of coaching style or was there much of a difference between how you trained back here and, and how you trained in America? Um, yeah. I found it pretty different. Yeah. Like, just for me personally. I wasn't doing, like many mile, miles at all like back here i was mostly like doing 400s and four hurdles and then every now and then i'd do an eight uh, but like my long run was like 60 minutes at the max and that was the i wouldn't do any easy runs during the week just like three sessions a week or more and like weights and now i'm doing up to like 90 k's a week up to that and uh I guess that was the biggest change for me was like the mileage like it was just we'd have like most most days would just be easy running but like i'd be doing 60 minutes nearly every every day or more i'd be like doing seven seven miles or so eight miles yeah and then we'd cut back on sessions like we'd only really do i really only do two sessions a week but that'd be like a lot more high quality yeah and then uh like we do sessions and then straight into the gym and we'd lift heavy straight after. And then like a couple of days of just easy running where it's like let your body recover really. Yep. And then like either long run or another session on the weekend. Yep. Whereas I was doing like four sessions a week back here. And now, now it's like, yeah, really two. Right now I'm doing one in a long run. Yeah, which is way more country. mileage. Like I've really noticed yeah, since mileage. you've been back you've changed the way you train like you're doing a bit more distance kind of yeah. like orientated tra- training where it's um, a lot more easy running and um, a lot more volume of running um, yeah. yeah yeah and obviously you're I've seen you in your off phase and your base building phase um, but yeah yeah it's been interesting to see how you've really changed over the last three years um, that begs the question um, and I know the answer to this um, but injuries so like um, uh, Ethan, there's been a few injuries over the last few years. Um, yeah, fill us in on how the body's gone over the last three years, and uh, yeah, how you've how you've coped with it, and um, just uh, what you put it down to uh, so far. Um, yeah, so I guess when I first got there, um, I had probably five, I guess five months till like the start of February. I guess got there 
start of August and then till the start of February I was um I probably didn't miss really a single day of running. I was pretty yep. um pretty fit and I sort of I guess I guess I adapted pretty well to the yep. new environment and training and, and yep. whatnot. Um but then I guess sort of I guess probably the week before our first um I guess or my first indoor race um of my freshman year or first year there. Uh, I guess I had pretty bad um, knee injury sort of thing. Um, I needed to get a um, plasma injection in, and that sort of took a while. I guess almost close to you know a year to sort of figure out what was what was wrong with it and how to deal with it yep. um, properly. And it was sort of a thing where it was like. I can run through it if I really want to. Like it's not getting like getting worse. I'm like the onset of it. Like a sort of like as soon as it came along, it was like like pretty bad. Um, I guess pain wise in my knee, just like it would just give way and that sort of thing. Um, and I think just trying to trying to run through that and while also trying to figure out what exactly was wrong with it because. Um, I guess the scans and all that sort of stuff that I was having and the uh, treatment I was getting on it wasn't really wasn't really doing much so it probably caused a bit of a you know onset of a few more um, injuries after that um, I guess I came back here sort of once COVID hit pretty bad in America where everything was just shut, shutting down and school was done and that sort of thing um, and got my knee sorted out pretty I guess quickly once I got back, but uh, um, then I guess I just, uh, my body sort of wasn't used to being able to run the way it had for, you know, the 20 years or 19 years before that. Yeah. Um, so I guess a bit of my technique changed and then obviously I wasn't doing that much mileage or running at all really. Um, and once I got my knee sorted, I sort of got a, a couple of stress fractures when I was back here. Um, which pretty much ruined, I guess, my, once I got back to America, that track season there, I was only pretty much doing like 30k a week, really. Um, like one, one session maybe, and then a couple of, you know, 30 minute runs, like yep. only running four days, three days a week for that pretty much whole track season. And I still, I guess I raced, I raced all right off that, um, considering I wasn't really running, but. I mean, not really, not, not what I wanted to. And then I guess this last year uh, through cross country and through track again, it was sort of just like nagging injuries that, you know, you can't really do anything about, just like Achilles issues and that sort of thing. And then pretty bad sickness. I was just like, just going to wait for it to, to get better. So pretty much same sort of thing this track season. There wasn't much running going on again. And I was just racing off talent pretty much in yeah. a couple of sessions so um yeah, for those that um know ethan like you like if you're super talented and got like just this raw speed to burn and it's really obvious to see that once you get you know a good six month 12 month block under your belt you know you will do something pretty special um i think an added complication to it all was 
you grew late, like, um, mm. and, and it's almost <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you started to grow while you're going over there, and, and, um, uh, and it, even, like, during, like, what, that break with your knee, I think you, you grew a little bit, so then that's meant there's been a fair bit of, like, trying to find your spot, your way again, and it's, um, been this up and down period, which a lot of runners go through, but, geez, it must have been hard, um, the last couple of years, um, yeah, um, how you coped, I guess, with those frustrations, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's been, uh, it's been pretty hard. I mean, it's been, you know, annoying me for a while. Um, just sort of cause, um, I guess just going off like that first cross country season in America, like I was never, I guess the best of cross country in Australia, just, I think, um, you know, my technique and form and that sort of stuff doesn't give me give me much on like the grass like i need more of a pop popping surface and um yeah you were rolling that first cross country season though yeah i guess <laughs> i guess i was running i guess competing at a pretty pretty high level once i got over there like competing a lot of big d1 d1 guys um that were coming yep. in and um i guess i was up to probably you know 110k weeks um just before that indoor season and like running like running well and then it pretty much just all hit me <laughs> hit me at once where I was like I just went from like you know like as fit as I've ever been and just like feeling easy with whatever I'm doing to just like like I wasn't even like able to walk down the stairs from like our dorm and stuff just because like my knee would just give way every single step and then yep um yeah from there it's just been like okay get back I'm fit again oh, I'm injured again get back yep. I'm fit again injured again and I'm always seen to be getting injured when we actually start racing, which is also annoying. But um, yeah. yeah, I think just being over in America sort of sort of helped me a bit, just because there's um, you know some other distractions. You know, like yep. I can like you know do some traveling and you know yep. do my schoolwork and that sort of stuff. Whereas um, I think if I was here, I yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd even be running still, yeah. to be honest, because... Throwing the towel in, maybe? Uh, or, yeah, pissed yeah. off so much that I yeah. was giving up, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I remember my first ever coach, uh, Nicky Frey, saying, like, when I was going through a hard patch, um, uh, like, every every runner has their time in the sun, and, yeah, I, I stand by that. Like, if you hang in there for long enough, um, yeah, you soon sort of, like, learn learn about your body a lot, and, and I definitely have noticed, like, since you've been back the last couple of months, um definitely a, a smarter trainer um in terms of like also with like um scaling back on your easy runs and being more content to sort of just let it happen and not forcing it um even that mile session that we did the other day you're pretty content to just sit back and just get through it um yeah uh, and i think you should be taking some inspiration from the guy sitting next to you um talk uh, talk us through your journey over there dylan and and your ups yeah. and downs yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess, uh, yeah, I got pretty fit and uh, ran pretty well the last track season. But, uh, like, when I went over there, um, even when I was training back here with uh, you, Dane, yeah. like, I finished a track season. I was, like, running times trying to, like, get scholarships in America. And right after I finished, like, I got this neuroma in my foot and uh, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I ran... I went over there, over to America, and then found out I wasn't eligible for the first like track season. So 
the coach over there, um, Wade, our coach, he said, all right, well, since you can't do track, you're going to run cross country. And I hate cross country. <laughs> I, I, I think I did Bondura was my last race over here and I was going like four minute K pace. Like, yeah. I would have been absolutely crawling. <laughs> and yeah, that was really rough because like I could hardly run. My foot was like just getting worse and worse. And I knew I was going to have to have surgery on it to like get it fixed. So like I'd booked in surgery for December and I was like, well, I'm just going to push through and run this cross country season and it doesn't matter how bad it gets. I'm going to cut out anyway. So I kind of like struggled through and didn't run that well cross country, but I was kind of getting my mileage up again. And then I had surgery and it took a lot longer to like recover from that than I thought. It was really like a whole year worth of just uh, building back. And then uh, another went into another cross country season. And then finally got to run track my second year there. And uh, I guess we started for indoor. I ran like 151 in the 800. And my PB was 153 before that. Granted, that was like two years before. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a big jump where I was like, I don't know, no one, no one on the team was like had actually seen me run track before. They all thought I was shit at running cross country. <laughs> they probably thought, what is this guy doing over there? How did he get a scholarship? And then like kind of justified myself a bit getting on the track. And like same for the coach too. Like it was kind of like, what do you think? You shocked the coach a bit? Yeah, he's like, okay. It was kind of like for me and for him, it was like, all right, well, this guy's not just talk this guy can actually run too so yeah Yeah. and i was like because i was telling him like my goal was like i want to run sub 150 like that season 800 and i like i want to do this i want to do that and he's kind of like taking it with a grain of salt i think (laughs) until i actually went out there and like second race ran 151 off not much training and uh and i was like okay yeah these goals are all right whatever like goals you put out there and it's like okay we'll I'll give you the sessions to be able to do it. And uh, I ended up running like 150.8 by the end of the season. And then like I just had good training, I guess, like consistent. Although I guess coming into cross country that next season, I had like a little Achilles kind of strain where it was probably three months. I couldn't really run properly. So I just cross-trained, like, I was cross-training two times a day, yeah. like, and gym, and I was doing a lot, a lot of cross-training, like, I'd go swim an hour in the morning, and then hour bike session straight after, and then back on the bike or elliptical in the afternoon, and that was every day for, like, three months, until we got to track, and I was like, okay, can finally, like, ease my way back into running, and then I was, like, running full-time, and, yeah, I was just really fit, and came out and I ran 149 low and 347 in the 15. And I know when uh, I saw that 347, I was like, I knew I knew he'd do a good 15. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know, like, before you went over there, you were sort of, oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm more an eight yeah, sort of guy yeah. and, and shorter. Um, I never really trained for it, I guess. Like, I didn't, yeah. like, back then I probably... Which just wasn't for it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, didn't, I didn't want to train for it. Yeah, and because I hadn't done the training, I wasn't fit enough. But 
like once I got my mileage up and was doing like 60 miles, 50 to 60 miles a week, like 80Ks, 70, 80Ks, it was like I had probably four months of just every day, every week, 80Ks, good sessions, like no niggles. I was just kind of not pushing it too hard, but just staying really consistent. And it just like built week on week and I was like, all right, even in sessions, I'd be like, all right, just stay relaxed, don't push anything, and rip something at the end. Yep. I was like, yeah, that's another good session, like just banking them. Yep. And then I was like, okay, I'm actually like pretty fit now. I've done like four months of 80K weeks and I've really never even ran the 15. And then, yeah, the first one I did was like 350 and then did another one, 347. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I, maybe I can actually <laughs> yeah. run a good 15. Maybe I'll try and do the mile yeah. next year and see how we go. What are the goals uh, for both of you going forward? Um, like you're three years in, and is there just another yeah. year? Yeah, um, yeah. Two, um, two years. yeah I guess we've got two years because of COVID. Yep. It's okay. like we've got another year of eligibility. Nice. So, what, what are the goals? <laughs> well, my goal is... Uh, I'm going to try and hopefully break four in the mile cool. this indoor season and then hopefully drop something dirty quick in the eight. Like <laughs> What's the, dirty quick? Uh, <laughs> 147 or under would be nice. Would be pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. But uh, really, I guess, try and do well at, uh, at nationals. Like, those are big time goals. But yep. yeah, it would be qualify for nationals and indoors and outdoors and try and do well in the mile and the eight. Like and then the eight outdoors as well. Ethan? Uh yeah, obviously I guess first things first, get healthy. Yep. Um and a good extended training block. Um I think just being able to run, you know, consistently for um three, four months, um, you know, leading into the indoor and outdoor season and obviously try to have a good cross country season and uh perform pretty well for the team. Um, I think I'll be able to, you know, run something pretty, uh, pretty quick, I guess, just, just of what I've been, uh, you know, running without actually, you know, training sort of thing. So, yep. um, I guess if I can stay healthy, if, you know, and get a good consistent, like five months in until, you know, the new year, um, I think I'll be running something pretty quick and, you know, the 15 and, um, and up from there, up to the 5k sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll see what we can do and just stay healthy is probably the main goal, first of all. Yeah, I think if you, if you achieve that goal, I think the results will come. Um, so it's a good way to be, good perspective and a good way to be thinking about it. Well, I guess when we first get back, first we've got to do cross country. Oh, yeah. So the first goal will be do well in 10k cross country. Oh, yeah. That's uh, in December? Yeah, that'll be... Yeah. It'll be... Uh, what, November we start? Yeah, I guess. Late September? End of October and November is when we, uh, yeah. when we start racing, you yeah. know, big races. Um, should be later this year. Uh, I guess. Both, both our, well, I guess most of our, you know, championship races, like conference uh, and yeah, regionals are both at, both at altitude this year. Um, also, and I guess everything's pushed back two weeks later. Uh, this year for for the cross country season, so and I guess it's more a team, more a team. Yeah, like, yeah, our whole team has to be running well. Like, you give I us an idea can. of the team, like um, yeah. just like I don't know, like this is me outside looking in, but 
I've always likened the college experience to like this mini AIS, but tell me if I'm completely wrong, but like you sort of go over there or it's like a, a, camp, a training camp in a way, mm. but you're with like some like-minded people and that makes training a bit easier. And I, I know just with brief chats with you guys, how you've said you've got, you had that intake of seven in your first year of mm-hmm. guys your age that you'll train with. Um, surely, do you guys live it with each other, and and how's that how's that gone? And has that probably made things easier and and really enjoyable? Yeah, or, yeah. definitely. Yeah, having yeah. all the like such a big team of guys that are really good, like everyone is running like pretty decently quick times, and like there's a lot of guys that. Like we have 10K guys that are running 30 minute 10Ks and then uh, me that run like one sub 150 in the eight and uh, all in between like yep. there's a lot of variety in every session like we do is like we can piggyback off each other. So it helps a lot like especially for me if we're doing anything longer like a tempo or something I just get to hang on the back and do, yep. do no work. Yep. <laughs> so that's good. But uh yeah, like even if we've got like speed stuff or something, it's like we're doing 200s and the other guys, yeah, get to kind of get dragged along or hang on the back of me and that's helped a lot and yeah, I guess like living together and like we all have roommates and... Yeah, we all live together in apartments, I guess. Um, so I guess last year or well, year and a half ago, we had an eight-person <laughs> dorm. Oh, really? It was like yeah. one shared bathroom kind of <laughs> and shower and then there was four rooms that connected and it was basically like a whole seven person freshman class like all the guys <laughs> living in there together that was pretty fun what was that like like i can imagine like if you've probably felt like you've made some lifelong friends or some friends that you yeah you stay definitely. connected with for forever or yeah 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 yeah, yeah i got really we got really good mates over there now and like I guess we got, yeah, it's good. You kind of get connections all over the world now. Like, yeah. we one of our mates, Yelto, is from the Netherlands. Like, yeah, okay. and we got Griffin from Kenya. Like, we can travel. Like, if we go to Europe, like, we got a place to stay with Yelto, like, anytime we want. And same as if we go to, like, over to, if we go want to go to Kenya, like, yeah, we can stay at Griffin's for free. And, <laughs> like, it, same, same, like, for them, if they want to come to Australia. It's like, I guess we got a lot more. Yeah, connections pretty much just develop just a bunch of separate families where you just like oh, i yeah. want to go to you know alabama okay i've got to go live at austin's for a bit i want to go to kansas i'm gonna go live at owens for a bit it's just sort of like yeah yeah it's, it's wherever you want to go you can just sort of go now just because yeah you know just made like you know like you said friends for life sort of thing so yeah it's made <laughs> it you know obviously it'll be pretty handy in the years to come like after we finished college and stuff. Um, when you look back on those first three days where you didn't have any food to eat and then <laughs> to the guys that you are now three years later, like, do you feel like it's sort of really forced you to grow up and develop as people? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like yeah. in what way? <laughs> uh, just like, I'd say just being self-dependent, like, um, when we, yeah, when we first went over, it was kind of like, culture shock a bit and yeah. I mean you get a bit homesick like don't really know a lot of people but I mean it's kind of like you just got to take take the plunge like like if if it scares you then you know it's like well, well it's on the right path like anything that's tough will like things don't come easy so yeah. like 
I mean, it's a big jump, like, going over there and, like, different training and stuff like that, too, and just not knowing anybody, but, like, now, like, that we've got past that first, like, initial stage, like, I mean, training's really going really well, like, I know Ethan, like, he would be running really well if he didn't have, like, so many injuries, but, yeah, I've been running really well, and we've got, like, really good friends over there, like, worldwide connections basically and like that first week or two month or couple first semester really was tough but <laughs> after that it's it's been really good it happened pretty quickly though like i will say like just developing that connection especially if i guess austin and owen um so i guess who we room with at the moment like yeah, yeah it was like pretty like instantaneous like sort of thing like once as soon as they arrived on campus we were like yeah pretty much inseparable and then yeah you know like by a, like a week after just like knowing them and yeah. meeting them for the first time like yeah we we're locking people locking each other out of our rooms like naked and stuff like that like, <laughs> like it was just like it was like sort of like we'd known them for like 10 years sort of thing like the way me and dylan yeah you behave, stuck out of the way for a long time <laughs> yeah i guess me and owen no tell me and owen, no tell me and owen were stuck out in like so obviously our freshman year we had like a dorm so like everyone lives in there and me and owen got locked got locked out like butt naked just like and like set out in the hallway like naked for like two hours and there's people, people there's people walking past there's cameras everywhere and we're just sitting there like with our legs crossed and it's just like <laughs> uh, well this is the college experience i guess yeah <laughs> that's so good like and I, I guess there's so many memories and experiences like that you would have now when you reflect on it that you've got from taking the plunge and doing something you know adventurous like that and i think it's really important for people to hear because a lot of people um you know have decisions like that where they're like oh should i do it or should i not do it mm. um it's easy to sort of not do it and just be in your comfort zone so yeah. Um, and, and if you guys didn't take the plunge, you wouldn't have funny experiences like that to <laughs> reflect on. Yeah. And friend, friendships that um, you've, you've fostered, um, uh, really good friendships. So, um, and, and worldwide connections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Any other really like, um, like when you look back on it, um, memorable experiences, um, yeah, um, on, on or off the track? Oh, well, I guess so. Yeah. I, uh, like the last couple of summers, like Ethan went back to Australia during COVID when like lockdowns and stuff happened. Yeah. I stayed over there and uh, me and the rest of the guys, like there was six of us that we went, took a camper van, uh, Colton and his grandparents got like a pop-up camper yeah. with two beds in it and a, uh, a skinny little couch and uh Six of us took that thing up to uh, Colorado Springs and uh, we stayed in it for three months up there, like just lived there, trained at el like altitude up there and uh, basically just lived like hobos in that <laughs> little camper. <laughs> we rented out a slab of dirt in the trailer park, it had like a, uh, just water and electricity, that was it. And uh, it was like two to a bed, which at one point it was, I was sharing a bed with, there was three of us sharing a, like a, small queen bed <laughs> and uh yeah that was pretty fun like good training and i mean we just got to basically just live like yeah do whatever we wanted just yeah. i guess kind of be independent and yeah live living like 
Yeah, I guess like college students, broke yeah. college students. <laughs> yeah, broke college students. <laughs> no, it's good because those ex- ex- it's really those experiences that you're going to look back on in the years to come. Yeah, um, yeah, everything that's gone with it. Like it's not just the the running; it's everything that went with it, the whole experience. So, um, yeah. Ethan. Um, yeah, I guess I'm sort of just like I'm just looking forward to sort of like what the next couple of years have in store. To be honest, yeah, like. Uh, I guess it's been a while since, you know, me and Dylan have actually been running both well at the same time, like sort of thing. Cause like, yeah. you know, in year 12 and then freshman year when I was running, you know, like sub 15 and uh, yeah. like eight thirties and three K yep. he was injured. And then pretty yeah. much as soon as like he started running well again and got through his injuries and then I got injured for like yeah. two years. So, um, it'll be good. Like, yeah, hopefully just getting like, get everyone feel us too and then the rest of the team feel at the same time but it's sort of just been like like we have guys that are super fit but then you know other like you know top five like cross-country guys are like injured at the time and then when they get better the guys that were super fit get injured so um i guess over these next two years if we can get like a good group of you know seven or eight of us that can um you know stay injury free and all do the same sort of stuff then um, I think we'll do some pretty special things as a team, to be honest, um, just because yeah. of the talent we sort of have of being able to run fast without yeah, we training. Should, we should have a really good uh, DMR. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. If, like, Ethan gets, like, keeps yeah. consistent now yeah. and just, like, gets really fit. And yeah. we've got Owen and um, another 800 guy, Keontae, as well. He's, like, he's had some, like, injury issues and, like, he really doesn't train that hard. But, I mean, his run... <laughs> 152 before and he's basically like a four four eight guy yeah and trains like yeah he trains like a 400 run he trains with the sprinters oh yeah runs a 152 800 and like splitting 47s in the four by four like if we get all of us fit i mean owen owen as well he's he's a 14 something 5k guy and like uh 350 low uh 1500 guy okay like we have us all ripping. We all could be in close to four minute or sub four minute mile shape. I guess apart from Keontae. Yeah. But he could be in maybe one fifty eight on his shape. Forty six four in shape, man. Yeah. But our our DMR, like the I mean you got the four, eight, twelve hundred and a mile. Like we if yeah, we all feel the same pretty time, well. We'll have a really good team. level. Yeah. I feel like that would cap off the experience really well, like after five years of working together, like you, you would have worked out what works for each each of you like um, yeah. training wise and like how you differ um mm-hmm. but dylan like you've you know had a good like last six months and you feel like you're on top of your body and you're yeah. performing really well like, do you do anything differently like from from when you were sore now like to to stay injury free like what have you learned about your body um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i definitely do uh yeah. i think it's more just know what works for me a lot better yeah. now like it's been yeah three years of i guess kind of getting fit and uh coming through a couple injuries but now it's like okay each season like i've been running around like pv 150 now pv again like 149 and uh i kind of just knew like once i was fit like 
even without like having to rip any hard sessions or anything, I just knew like by the way I felt like, yeah, I'm really feeling ready to drop something. It seemed like you didn't quick. have to force it. Like I didn't have just, to force anything. Yeah. It was just kind of staying consistent, Yeah. which is what I struggled with the last couple of years. Yeah. So I kind of like eased off a little bit on like trying to push everything like really hard. Like just trust, trust the process. Yeah, and like, I kind of just stacked weeks. Like yeah. it was just kind of like the easy days that I was just took them easy and did like run however my body felt yeah and then the sessions it was like we took a, i took a long time to build actually up to decently impressive sessions like i started off doing 200 jog 200 like maybe six times or something yeah and in like 30s or 31 with and like i was dying on the jogs but like that kind of fitness slowly built and and it's like, I, I was like, oh, I'll just keep going, keep going. Like, don't push it too hard. And yep. every week just got a bit fitter. And then I was like, yeah, I end up running really well. But yeah, I've been seeing that with Ethan, like you're really proactive um, with seeking treatment or getting onto it like little niggles um, um, since you've been back. And so I feel like you're really, um, you know, taking the initiative and going, oh, right, I'm going to have you know, two days off, three days off, and I won't try until now because I don't have to push just yet. Um, so, like, even even that aspect, like, I can see that you're really, you know, taking the front foot and, you know, trying to read your body and um, also just play to percentages. Um, so I, I can definitely see that, that that's a process that I've seen work for a lot of runners over the years. And then also, like, um, I think there's a certain amount of resilience that just builds in your body year after year too. Mm -hmm. um uh when you can stay consistent and and certainly fitness like fitness just builds layer upon layer um as well um so it's almost like if you can stay injury free stay healthy um for two years you're going to be running pbs like you know six months for ethan's case i reckon (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um so like i think that that that's that idea of like that's where i think you've got the right mindset ethan going forward um any tips for like anyone who's listening and they're like, oh, far out, like I, I want to go to college maybe or, um, but I'm not sure about it. Like any tips on um, uh, how they, sh- what they, oh, what they should expect and um, yeah, what the transition was like and, um, and maybe what they should be, uh, uh, yeah, thinking about in terms of inquiring about colleges and then um, making sure it's a good fit for them. I'd say yeah. if you want to, co- like, if you're thinking about college, I'd say definitely do it. Like, uh, just the, and even if it's like not a D1, like, the level of, there's so many other, like, uh, kind of options, I guess, that I didn't, I didn't even know about until I went over there. Like, there's not, like, just Division 1, there's also Division 2, and then Division 2 is, like, there was a guy that ran 145 in the 800 this year in D2. And like... Yeah, the depth sounds crazy. Like, like, like yeah. yeah, over yeah. five or six, like, sub four minute mile guys. Dude ran 337 in the 1500 and just went pro. Um, and that's, like, not even Division 1, so... And that, he was Division 2. Yeah, yeah, you got, yeah. You got guys running sub four now. And, and there's 28, D1, D2, 28, D3 and then... 28 low, 10K guys in... And like 13 mid. I mean, there was a guy that ran 13 30. What the guy indoors run? 13 30 for the 5k? Yeah, or 13 40? 38 or something. Yeah. yeah that was indoors. Like, 
I mean, the level right now doesn't really matter. And, like, there's also two-year colleges, like, JUCOs that give out full scholarships that... Heaps like, of Kenyans and stuff go to because their grades aren't good enough. Yeah. So they've got dudes running, you know, the same sort of thing, like sub four miles, 28-minute 10Ks. Yeah, sub 158s. And NAIA as well. Like, that's another division that's they give out full scholarships. Okay. And all these guys, like, we race D1, uh, D3, NAIA, D2, JUCO guys. Yeah. Like, we race them um, throughout the season at all the races. Like, it's just based off time, so... Like, I went and raced at Arkansas and raced, like, a D1 meet this year and went to Brian Clay, which was, like, massive meet that's got, like, a bunch of D1 guys, like, Al- uh, what's that, Alabama guy? Kipsang? Uh, Elliot Kipsang, Elliot yeah. Kipsang ran 333 at the same meet where I ran my 15. Yeah, Abner Abner, all those guys. Yeah, that was, like... So we've raced the NAU guys and BYU guys, like, a lot. Like, yeah, I mean, we raced NAU. Half our cross country, half our cross country races will be against you know, the NAU guys, BYU guys, Oklahoma State guys, because um, Oklahoma's got like one of the best, you know, cross country courses in America, sort of thing. So they'll come down here for that, and then obviously in track, you just sort of traveling around the whole country, just yeah. finding wherever the best races are, and everyone goes to them. So, um, yeah, don't just base college like go. Oh, I'm not getting any full ride d1 offers or like big time d1 schools you know um yeah don't like don't just say yeah i'm not gonna go because like me personally like i had like you know a lot of like d1 offers as well from like um you know not as well known d1 schools but like schools that like you know competed like well like now drake like i got offered from them and then um some other schools like that but um i guess it's more just about finding finding a coach that you know sort of actually cares about you properly like because i know a lot of those big you know d1 sort of schools um obviously they've got some like super super like athletes but there's a lot of guys that sort of just get left to like left to the wall sort of thing and like oh because they because they can get whoever they want in whatever they want the coach is like yeah it's more like more about the team yeah like uh those big one d1 schools like I can get whoever I want whenever I want, so you're going to be doing ridiculous Ks. And, and maybe not an event that you want. Yeah, or, I mean... It's like, kind of like make or break. Like, like yeah. If you, if if you, you can do this, you're going to be an absolute superstar, but if you can't, I don't care, really. Like, yeah, I, can get, I can get 50 more guys in that are just as good as you, so... Yeah, yeah. So you've you got to find a coach that's actually yeah. interested yeah. and cares and... Yeah, that's good advice, um, Ethan. Yeah. Far out, yeah. Want you to do well sort of thing. No, yeah. that's that's really insightful to, for everyone to hear. Um uh yeah and and to hear that depth that's just incredible and and to hear the range of options as well it's not just all about d1 um uh with um how your experience has gone and how's it different than what you perhaps expected um i guess really it's kind of fairly similar to what i expected except for actually the like school. the school college <laughs> in what way like you look at watch movies about um, college or whatever like uh american pie or i don't know stuff <laughs> like that it's like oh yeah i can't wait to go to college yeah party it's gonna be a huge party but i mean we went to our school's oklahoma christian We're it's sort a of christian that, like, school it's like a bible, bible belt gap, yeah. yeah bible belt that just goes like through like central and south america where uh-huh. it's just like yeah everyone's just like religious and like uh-huh. half the schools are religious so 90 percent of our school uh like 
full-blown Christian. Like, oh, wow. church every Sunday. We have to get a certain amount of, uh, like, chapel Ooh, credits yeah. to, like, move on to the next semester. And, uh, like, we used to, we say, oh, yeah, I don't believe in God. Everyone will, like, be like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll get looked like looked at, like, this guy's an idiot. He's going straight to hell. Like, yeah. It has changed a lot, though, since... Like, when we first got there, like, I guess everyone was just, like, coming out of high school and coming out of, like, living at home. So everyone was just, like, trying to act, you know, super, super Christian and not do a thing wrong. And me and Dylan just, like, like we don't care. We're going to do whatever we want. Like, <laughs> we thought we were going to party. Yeah, we just, <laughs> and we were just getting, like, like, yeah. people, like, just started, like, hating us instantly just because, like... Not me. No. You. No. <laughs> both of <laughs> us. <laughs> yes. Both of us. <laughs> Just because, like, I don't care what you think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have fun and, you know, live, live my life out. Like, yeah. But now it's sort of like Ethan was a bit more outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like sort of like our whole class is sort of just like. Bad. Yeah, it's kind of. We'll go to church once every month, and that'll be good enough. Yeah. Like, no, there's still. It's kind of like uh, both ways. Like all the guys that on the team, like they kind of loosened up a little bit like they know they can still like have like have fun and like i mean they still got their christian values and stuff but like i guess if like end of year parties like we'll throw an end of cross like end of season party kind of thing and uh everyone will come and have a good time and then yeah. the same kind of way like i guess uh they're kind of I don't know, reeled us in a little bit, but yeah. I mean, train, like Ethan, training wise, Ethan's frowning. Yeah, I'd say I'd say training wise, like everyone, like that's our number one focus, like and the like it's kind of like the team holds you accountable, like yeah, yep. everyone wants to do good and like uh, especially cross country, like if like one person is just off like partying and like showing up late to long on or turning up hungover, it's like. Everyone will be like, dude, what's, what are you doing? Like, are you, do you want to like contribute to the team or, yeah, it's or yeah. not? It's like we all do it or none of us do it sort of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. It's it might all right, be, like we might a... race and get back and not have like a race for, you know, like two or three weeks. And we're like, okay, we'll, we'll go like have some fun tonight and whatnot. But, um, you know, we're not going out like during the middle of the week and yeah. going and hanging out with, you know, the basketball team or the softball team, you know, and just, you know living like you know what a college yeah. like non-athlete yeah. college life is like yeah like, you might go like have a good time you know like once every like three weeks or whatnot yeah um because i guess we do like we, you know, we usually have sundays off anyway which um yeah, yeah we'll long run saturday. Long run saturday or race saturday and then just extend a long cool down to make a long run saturday for racing so um you know our weekends are pretty like relaxed most of the time it's just um, you gotta be ready to go by Monday, pretty much. Sort of yeah, thing. like yeah. Usually in season though, like we're racing nearly every weekend, so it's kind of like so there's a lot of races. Yeah, yeah. Cross country is cross country is less races less. across. It's probably like five or six, depending yeah. on this year. Probably less than less than usual, even just because the season's so long. Um, but I guess our top guys are probably race. Yeah, a bit less, less than uh, I guess our new guys coming in and whatnot. Yeah, we got some new freshmen coming in, so... How many new freshmen? We got a lot, like... Seven, eight? Probably similar to what we have. Seven, I think, yeah, six, But there's seven. nothing between us, so, like, this is going to be our, like, our fourth year, you know, all of Austin, like, Owen Colton and all that. Um, yep. 
yeah, our class. But then there's like nothing in between that. We so don't. It's like, we don't have any like, uh, yeah, any sophomores or juniors. juniors like second or third years. It's all fourth years and now first years. That's so, sort of similar to what we had. Like it was all yeah. us and then all fourth years sort of thing yeah. when we first came in. So, so there's not another big uptake. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, so, so it'll be good because yeah. uh, I mean it would be good for them at least. Yeah. They're like uh, yeah, they'll have, have to make a quickly. big jump. Like at least when we came in too, like the guys above us weren't super good. Uh-huh. But like training wise, they were doing a lot more than they trained a lot better than us. Like a lot better. Have, a lot more. I guess had the talent. Like I guess we're a pretty talented group that yeah. came through. I can just sort of you know. Yep. We could race pretty race well off like you know. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. Um, but sort of in the like sessions and that whole first cross country season, you can tell like those older guys were just like knocking out session after session and it was like all they just all had the so high many level. years of like yep. high level training whereas uh-huh. we would like we're we'd, we'd have like ground. good sessions like really good sessions where we might be better than them but then we'd have like shockers where it's just yeah. like <laughs> yeah I've got nothing today I mean I had months of getting dropped every day like <laughs> literally for three or four months every single day I was getting dropped every run like I was going as hard as I could on our easy runs. We'd have one guy, Kelton. Yeah. Like he was the fifth year oldest on the team. He was kind of like, uh, I guess like lead the leader of the team. Like he was real responsible. Yeah. Kind of like keeping everyone in line. Yeah. And he loved to crank easy runs. Like, oh no! And <laughs> one of those guys. <laughs> I was do- and I was like six miles was my like I was doing five or six miles like on easy run each day and that was like pretty far for me. Yeah, at the time, and uh, I was getting dropped on five mile runs. I was going like we're going like six flat uh, mile pace, which would be like maybe three forty yeah. k pace, and I was gritting my teeth and going going as hard as I could until like four and a half four miles. I'd get dropped, and like that was for months and months until I got fit enough to actually deal like hang on and deal yeah. with the training. And it'd be interesting this year, like an out yeah. sort of the. Um, roles have changed a little bit. You're sort of probably going to be showing a few young younger guys the ropes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now we kind of actually, at least me, I've kind of yep. got used to the training and can yep. handle it. Yep. But I know, yeah, the guys coming in are going to be feeling the same way. Like, yeah, probably be a few yeah, months of getting dropped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those long runs. Uh, when you start coming into university, those long runs are yeah, a the system. It's just like. There's, it's not a, it's not an enjoyable run like you're cr- you're cranking for it's like another session yeah, you're cranking because yeah, you do that's one of your sessions isn't it yeah it's yeah. like a it's more like uh really it's not we don't even get told to progress or like do okay. this do that it's just kind of like like we've got a long run everyone knows okay it's a long run yeah we like get it rolling towards the end it's like yep. pretty Ameri- steady it's like an american thing i think like here yeah. long runs are like yeah it's like slow. sort of recovery after yeah. you know, racing or whatnot but in america it's like like the Americans just like that's another love, big session yeah. cranking it like, okay. I think that's because they come out of high school and like a lot of them don't really have much like you know raw raw speed or they're they do a lot they're just used to like running you know yeah. like just cranking eight hard miles as hard as they yeah. can every day or <laughs> yep. and then yeah they come in and then I guess my first long run I was like because I was like super fit at the time when I first got there and that sort of thing I was like okay I guess I'm just gonna run you know the top group yeah. and then I got like 10 miles in and I was like, okay, we're going pretty we're hard. Pretty, <laughs> we're going pretty hard. And I finished, like you finished my run and then looked at my watch and it's like, you know, 12 miles, 13 miles. And it's like average K pace is like 350. I'm just like, okay, I wonder if that's just like 
and then we every, do that every because everyone's week. <laughs> everyone's trying to like you know impress each other like the first week there like okay yeah trying to show that like okay I can do this but then yeah you'll learn that it's just like it's every week it's just like <laughs> you're gonna be cranking sub fours for the majority of it so yeah and were there some older guys like wiser heads that were telling you that oh like you'll get used to this kind of work or like was there anyone sort of saying or like um don't don't stress like one day you'll get used to it or um, did, did, was that sort of on you like um it's more yeah it wasn't really anyone telling us that specifically yeah. at least yeah. not me you're yeah. not pretty responsible it's like yeah if you're feeling pretty you know pretty crappy you've you, got to you take your own responsibility take the yeah. initiative yeah. yeah okay i've got to run you know by myself so yeah it yeah might be boring and it might suck having you know 20 yeah. dudes in front of you running but um but that, I think that's an important point to add because, like, otherwise that sounds like a recipe for injury and, and disaster because yeah. you just, you know, you know, always tired all the time and, yeah. and not running to where you, you know, feel on the day. Um, so no, that, that's a good point, Ethan, like, taking the initiative and just, like, all right, obviously I'm not, not there today. I'll, I'll just let them go. And um, there is, a, especially in cross-country, there is a lot of days where you just feel crap. Crap. Because, yep. I mean, it's 6 a.m. practice every morning pitch black waking up it's hot and humid though yeah okay yeah you know like four months straight of just waking up at 5 30 go run sometimes don't have time to shower I'll go straight to class for like five hours and then <laughs> well, i have time to shower Not fresh, <laughs> freshman year we didn't yeah oh. i did you went to i just go to class late you rocked up in your splitties <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, I was not sitting next to you when you were in your splitties <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, at least he didn't get locked out of his room. Wake up at five thirty, go to class every day, and then you know we have practice again at four. Um, so I mean, you're like pretty cooked at the end of the day, like. And when you say practice think, again at four, is that kind of like a gym session or? It'll be like a small run, and cross training, and then gym. Like, okay. We do gym like twice a week, sometimes three. Yep. But cross country, like, we'll yeah. do like cross country be twice a week and. Yep. You know, just like maintenance work every day, pretty much. That's yeah. every day. Like you do two kind of things. Yeah, or... yeah, cross country oh, most of the time. At least me, I'd do like most of the guys cross country guys would do like yeah, not really any weights for cross. It'd just be like med balls and kettlebells. Like yeah, kind of maintenance. But I do. I still do two like gym sessions a week where it'd be like squat heavy or deadlift or something, and or like trap bar deadlift, and just swap it up like each time. When they do like their, I guess, uh, injury prevention stuff, like new coaches have the 800 guys still doing some heavy lifting, yep. like in the off season, I guess, but then we're still doing the same training as the cross guys. Yeah. I think one of the secrets of like the success of those colleges is just everyone's doing it. So like you just, yeah. you know, yeah. you just get into a good routine and good habits. Like, um, you know, you've got that rhythm of like waking up that early and then at four in the afternoon everyone's doing something else so you just do it yeah it's really yeah. easy to just uh get in the in the rhythm because it's yeah. like well it's a terrible rhythm though like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's terrible waking up at 5 30. those 5 30 wake-ups are just like <laughs> oh, it's probably good it's good for you like actually our training like i mean yeah. terrible i feel like crap though. like i don't want to do it <laughs> oh yeah classes classes are just asleep. like I'm not midway through, the, midway through the semester it's just like uh, i'm not going to fail any of my classes now my grades good enough so i'm just you know <laughs> just not gonna show up. I'll do. I'll come to the test and exam. But I'm just gonna sleep during the day because it's just like it's so tiring. Especially just like a nine o'clock class. It's so boring. Like every day for like 
two months as I slept an hour at nine o'clock <laughs> yeah. in my class. <laughs> Our teacher was getting so because I guess me, Dylan, and Austin had, I guess, more yeah, the same AM class, and yeah. class. And our teacher was getting so mad at us because like we'd all just be in our chairs, just like this, like fast asleep up the back. And, and the video, <laughs> videos of us just like all just like slumped <laughs> over, eyes shut. The cross country like kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we just tell. I mean, half the teachers like don't realize like. Like we're getting up, like they're like, yeah. Oh, what's wrong with like what's wrong with you? Like you can't be falling asleep in class. It's like, yeah, I've been up for four hours now. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be here. You're boring me. <laughs> you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> we don't tell that. Because <laughs> so Ethan, you're psychology, isn't it? Yeah, or, psychology yeah. and a bit of business. Yeah. Yeah, and Dylan. Uh, I'm doing uh, sports management. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just. And like, you're getting yeah. through it, like even though you sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's it's yeah. super. It's, it's like, kind of like just like high school. It's uh, honestly easier in high school. Okay. Yeah. And how applicable will, like, uh, once... You, oh, well, that was the last question I had for you guys. Like, mm. after college, I know you've still got a couple of uh, years to go, but what are you thinking post-college? Like, um, will you live over there? Will you come back? Or it's still just very much, you're not sure? And I guess how applicable will your, your college degrees be um, going forward if you did move back here to Australia? Yeah. How applicable? I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I mean, we'll both get business masters. Okay. Yeah. Our fifth year, and I'm guessing that'll be pretty... Yeah, yeah masters. Yeah. Business. It should be pretty good. I know, it's a graduate degree, so it's, you're like... Yeah. It should, you know, work here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've got a job. But yeah, as for like, me personally, I'm, a, I'm not sure if I'm going to stay there or come back. It'll honestly yep. probably just depend on running. Um, yeah. And I guess sort of the position I'm in, you know, find a girlfriend, get married or whatnot. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah, mostly depend on um, if I'm running quick, I'll probably stay over there. Yep. Um, but, you know, if I keep, like, just sort of having to deal through a bunch of stuff, then um, I'll have to decide whether I want to stay there or come back. But, yep. Yeah. What, do you, what have you been thinking, Dylan, or you haven't um, really given much thought yet? I kind of had to yeah. start scheduling down the rest of my eligibility in classes and make sure I graduate on time and uh, I did that all like a few weeks ago and talked yep. to coach like plan things out I yep. think well it's kind of like up in the air too I just like see how well I can run I mean the ultimate goal is to stay over there and like join a pro team hopefully and nice. uh but I mean I got a fair ways to go yet I mean I have to be running like yeah under 145 in the eight. And, uh, I guess that would be my goal, but if not, like, I might be able to like extend out my eligibility to like for six years because of COVID and like, uh, one like season off for injury. And like, if I could do that, I'd, maybe I'd try and like go to a D1 for like one track season. And yeah. I guess if I'm running quick enough, try and go nationals for a D1 and hopefully get some people wanting to sponsor me yeah and uh if not then i don't know i'd like to come back here but uh i have no idea like what i do for work i really yeah. <laughs> sports management i really don't even know what kind of jobs i do with sports <laughs> management i was just doing it to get a degree like yeah yeah maybe like if i couldn't make it with running i could go like i was thinking about getting into the fiber grade like yeah. a firefighter if I did that, I'd probably come back here. Yep. I don't know if I'd live in Victoria or not. Um, I don't know, even know if I'd have enough money to move somewhere else. But, 
And that, then, that would be my two options, probably. Going to Mexico with the missus. Yeah, well, my girlfriend lives in Mexico, so no, I could just bomb with her. Live, <laughs> live in her place, and she could... Oh, so you got a girlfriend over there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's on the golf team uh, yep. for school. So yeah. hopefully she can go pro and she can just yeah. uh, pay fund for me. <laughs> fund, me to, fund me to run. That just triggered another question like I had. Like, did you see many people struggling with homesickness and and just like they stayed for like six months or a year or and then they just like they just had to go home like and mm. and how have you guys sort of coped with with that because obviously you know family back home like surely that's got to get hard here and there yeah yeah, yeah. i saw yeah. uh well when it's our, more what about that guy uh fresh like first few weeks yeah one it's guy more, that like dropped the, out the freshman i mean not the freshman the um the Americans. The, the Americans, yeah, I see more homesickness in the Americans okay. just because they're so like, here it's like, you know, yeah. you get to age 13, 14 and like, parents yeah, they can't like, really do anything. Parents are like, they're going to do whatever you want, but in America it's like, <laughs> like your parents are like, at like least they at want least you at in, home. Like here it's like, yeah, your parents want you gone, but <laughs> America it's like, if their parents will do anything to get them home. That's like, at least central, central yeah, like America where it's like Bible Belt, yeah, very okay. religious. I yeah. think it's more like, Parents don't want them to like go out and like drink or like do drugs or yep. get I guess anything that's like <laughs> not like against like the Bible. Yeah, like they kind kind of want to keep them at home, like away from that. And I think some of the kids like coming in as freshmen. There's one guy on the team that was like two weeks came to training like twice and then never saw him again. Yeah, and there's yeah. a few guys like that that will come in like we see him like twice and then it's like hey where'd John go? Oh, he dropped out. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even tell anybody. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. That, that happens. But I guess for us, it's like, at least for me, it's like... We keep busy enough where it's like, you don't really get much time to like, think about it. Like, And even if I did want to like, come home, I was like, right, I got to like, be realistic. Like, right, I don't have a job. What am I, I don't have a degree. <laughs> How am I going to pay for uni if I don't have a job? How am I going to run if I want to keep running? I don't want to live at home with my parents, so <laughs> yeah, what really am I going to do? Like, I'm just going to, I guess I could get a trade and start working, but it's like, we don't really have that I can do that any, I can do that anytime I want. Like yeah. I can go to tape, learn a trade and just pick one up. Like I'm here, like I got the opportunity to do it. Like I may as well just like, I guess just stop being a pussy. Like yeah. that's what I tell myself <laughs> and like, just stick it out. Like just do it. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it's worked out really well. Like it's been a great time over there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's been awesome chat, and um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast and hear all about it. Um, thanks so much for the time, Ethan and Dylan. Um, I know a lot of people would have enjoyed that chat, and because it's really insightful to hear firsthand the stories that go with the experience. Like it's all good to like talk about it, but it's good to hear from people that have actually lived the experience. Um, so. Uh, Anything else you guys want to add or um, otherwise, uh, thanks for jumping on. Um, well, I'll just say that, like, I guess going over there uh, and being over there for a while, it kind of like, it make, made, at least it made me appreciate, like, how nice it is, like, in different parts of the world. Like, it's, we're really lucky to live, like, right on the beach. Mm. Really nice, like, scenery, like, trees everywhere. Like over in Oklahoma, it's like red dirt and brick buildings, and that's it. Like, so it's like change your perspective. It's like, a change of perspective. Yeah. Like 
Wow, we're actually uh, pretty pretty good over here. It's like opened your eyes. So. Yeah, and then also like train like uh, facilities wise, it's like now that I've come back, it's like wow, we actually do have pretty good facilities back there. Like even our college isn't that big, and everyone says, oh, we got a crappy gym. We have to work out in like the basketball gym. It's like we got twenty weight racks. Like we can go in there any time. There's a sixty meters of like grass turf. You can do sprints on. There's like all indoor facilities like we have 20 treadmills treadmills down at our like yeah, our room we yeah, can like 20 meters from our rooms we can just go work out our treadmills it's like we got a pool we can use anytime for free yeah like all this stuff that's kind of like i come back here and it's like go oh pay, well pay for this pay for, pay for yeah, it's, yeah. So, it's so expensive it's like yeah i don't even have to like well, i don't even have to pay for my degree it's like yeah. okay yeah. well i actually have a really it's like a really good deal over there all i gotta do is run fast and mm. That's what I like to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's uh, yeah, a pretty good deal, I think. Yeah, it's a nice, nice life. Everything's <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty easy. I mean, yeah, we, I guess me and Dylan specifically, just because we're on, you know, such big scholarships. Yeah. Like, we have one job, and it's like, yeah, you know, one job, run yeah. fast, and like, like, you get everything you need to do yeah. that. Like, yeah. All you gotta do is just rock up the training and do what your coach says, yeah. run this, this pace, run it, just go do it, and then you run fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so good to hear. Especially what you said about like um, even when you just come back home and how 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 you know awesome it is to live near the beach. Like, yeah. I think there is that bias of like the grass is always greener sometimes. Like, and everyone's sort of thinking, oh, imagine imagine this, imagine that about like other options that they're not doing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's yeah also just so good to exp- hear. Um, uh, I don't know, just confirm that like. I feel like the college system is kind of like a mini AIS because like you've got all the facilities just there at your yeah. um, disposal and the fact that you don't have to be Divi 1, like you could be Divi 2, you know, or um, those other sort of systems that you mentioned as yeah. well. Um, yeah, I think that's great for everyone to hear. Um, so thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for the chat. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. us.